hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me on the heels of Star Trek Day 2022 and some Lower Deck stuff, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Hey, happy Star Trek Day. Hey. <laughs> it's like the softest... Hey, happy hey. Star Trek Day. Did you have a good Star Trek Day? Did you like the apple I packed in your lunch? <laughs> they wrote you a little handwritten note in there. Did you Dude, like the picture? I like handwritten notes. Can I have a handwritten note, please? It's the Enterprise. You remember from the show you like. <laughs> Did I get that right? <laughs> Ooh. All right. Lieutenant Commander David, everyone. All right. All right. I'll be yeah. here all week. Is this a, <laughs> Don't forget to spam meeting? Is this a meeting or a stand-up act? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, yeah, what's been what's been happening in y'all's corner of uh, the Alpha Quadrant? Um, <clears throat> we went to the First Friday thing in the Arts District. I'm sure mm. every big town has their First Friday thing, right? I'm sure Columbus has one, right? I'm sure Dallas and Fort Worth. Maybe not both of them, but at least one of them has, though. So. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Jury's still you out. Never. You know, you know, we went to that, went to the the, the art studios that opened, uh, picked up this really cool, you know, metal sculpture of the Enterprise. That was really cool. Um, mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I uh, went to uh, went to the flea market for the first time in my life on Sunday. Ooh. Never been to one ever. Never wow. Been to the flea market. Yeah, it was a big one here in San Antonio. Uh, it's mostly just junk really i don't know what it was like i mean it wasn't really a lot of stuff that i was like yeah i want to buy that <laughs> it was just like okay these people are selling junk bro okay okay pro tip when it comes to texas you don't put junk and flea market in the same sentence man <laughs> you just don't right. you don't I mean Okay, did have you ever bought anything at a flea market, Chase? Of course I have. Okay, David, have you ever bought anything at a flea market? Yeah. Oh, okay. I grew up on flea markets, dude. <laughs> like almost every weekend I was at a flea market with one of my family members. Okay, I've never been to one in my life. It's it, it, it must be a Texas thing. <laughs> it must be a Texas thing. Must or an Ohio thing. It must be a Texas thing. You gotta gotta whisper it. A handwritten note. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I, I'm love. I I do like the uh, Enterprise little piece of art that you have up there on the shelf. It's pretty cool. Definitely. There were there were some other pictures that uh, you sent David and I too. I think from like another. Uh, well, no, this was from this was from the flea market. That there was from was the flea like, market. Okay. Yeah, there was there was like one vendor who had like these big sculptures. He, I, what drew my eye was the the Ripley in the little load lifter thing at the end of Aliens, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what is that? That's cool. And then when I got over there, I saw like a 
big, you know, big AT-AT. Is that the four-legged one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big AT-AT walker. And there was, like, a big Millennium Falcon on the wall. That's you know, cool. Like, this guy, I don't know what he made them out of, but it was pretty, they were pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. And there was, like, a Mionar hammer on the ground that people were like fake trying to pick up <laughs> um, oh, uh, oh. everybody who came okay. up to it was like oh, I'm not worthy <laughs> you saw like two minutes later I'm not worthy <laughs> we're not worthy we're not worthy we suck I, I mean I was thinking Wayne's World on that one yeah so okay those weren't junk at the flea market but they I wasn't going to buy one First of all, how would I get home? It's big and heavy. And second of all, how was I going to pay for it? Because it was expensive. Mm. Well, brother, the first thing you need to do is you need to get yourself a big old pickup truck. Mm. <laughs> With some jacked up tires, Texas yeah. sized. Texas some mud truck. flaps. Texas sized. Mm. <laughs> or you're sipping on a big old extra large glass of Texas tea. Sweet tea. I hate tea, tea. especially sweet tea. Bro, (laughs) get out of my Texas. Don't California my Texas. (laughs) Now like I came in here with avocado water, something like that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Did you? (laughs) Look, look, I can excuse your pumpkin spiced whatever you're eating, but avocado water? Is that a thing? (laughs) No. God, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow if you like oh my gosh eric like you're about as red as your shirt dude <laughs> and eric is wearing a red shirt by the way i mean that was a good joke right <laughs> now cucumber water that's where it's at hmm <laughs> Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> wow. Avocado water. Who knew? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, good talk, everyone. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> uh, how about you, David? <laughs> any, any, you know, recent experience, you know, drinking some avocado water or, oh, or no. yogurt tea or anything like that? No. No, I do remember one time I went to my mom's house and I hung up my coat and I looked down and I'm like, now what in the Sam hell is that? And it was, and she just comes around, oh, that's my SCOBY. It's like, what, what, what the heck's a SCOBY? Apparently it's for like kombucha. So she okay. was like growing okay. her own bacterial colony in the closet in like a sun tea jar and making kombucha from it. And I was just like, oh my God, they got my mom. They turned her, turned her into a, an Ohio hippie. But, but no, anyway, uh, no, this, this week has honestly been kind of terrible in its own way. I, I was trying to make last push to, uh, to get the house done so I could put it up for sale. And uh, yeah, it was, it was tough down to the wire trying to, you know, you reach that point where you're like, oh my God, I haven't cut proper angles on trim in many years. How do I do this? <laughs> and just messing up piece after piece. And you're like, oh Lord. So it was, um, 
it it was really pretty terrible. W- wouldn't have been able to finish out without my girlfriend. She she did a ton, uh, but we did get that finished up today. Handed over the key, pounded in the uh, sign into the yard, and photographers coming tomorrow to take the pictures should be uh, should be posted this weekend. So hopefully it's a relatively quick sale and and I can move on from that. But yeah, boy, it was a uh, <laughs> it was a weekend. We were we were even off for quite a while. Um, she basically spent her entire birthday helping me, but I did take her down uh, to a steakhouse uh, downtown Columbus called Hyde Park, uh, which is, I don't know, depending on which list you look at, number one, number two in the city. And uh, man, had a phenomenal dinner. Uh, mm. Just a ridiculously good dinner. I got a really nice strip with, I don't know, I don't remember what the sauce was called, a little little red peppercorns and stuff and and she got a filet and lobster tail we got this big potatoes all gratin which looked like a giant lasagna in a pan Mm. (laughs) it was it was it was it was something else uh so that was that was really good and then uh saturday going to see ohio state put a whooping on uh arkansas or arkansas hmm so yeah, haven't been to a to an Ohio State game in my God, college since college. <laughs> we got free tickets back then nice, for nice. going to college. Uh, so that should be that should be a lot of fun. Mixing up with a bunch of drunk, t- uh, you know, drunk college people that'll be fun. That sounds like a riot. Hopefully, you can still hang with them. Oh I can't. yeah, of course I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your prune juice. Yeah, thank you for reminding there. yourself you're 35, not 25. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still drinking light beer? Well, time for Papa to take you to school. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, if you... Never mind. Just (laughs) you just leave it at that. (laughs) Just never mind. Wow. Okay. Good talk. Okay. Well, I think that's that. That's 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 a good talk, everyone. No, no, wait. How was your week? Wow, David. David, that was very considerate. Okay, moving on. I can't be that considerate. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I mean, it's been a pretty chill ish week. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the second week of school and, um, just, I mean, just pretty chill. I mean, just grading. That's a thing. Grading a discussion board and that's a um, a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, the internship class was pretty easy. Didn't make a PowerPoint. We just talked about supervision stuff. And I went to um, a conference uh, in Dallas to uh, represent the school that I teach at. And I'll be going again um, tomorrow. Um, as we're recording this, I'll be going there tomorrow again to uh, just to be there and represent the school again. So, I mean, it's been pretty chill. Um, took the kids to uh, the zoo last week and uh, we had some fun on Labor Day. Uh, we went to went out to East Texas and um, uh, w- spent some time with the family. And then after that, um, 
um, our family and then um, our cousins and their kids. We went to a water park um, and that was fun. So yeah, I mean, just a chill week. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, I know um, I'd kind of mentioned it. Uh, we've all kind of mentioned it uh, when um, we, you know, with starting this episode, but um, we've we had Star Trek Day 2022, um, which was kind of different in terms of like structure and um, how much they had stuff going on. It seemed compared to what happened last year. I mean, last year, I, guys. I don't know if y'all watched it live or or what, but like it dragged on forever last year. Like the thing I think started around I want to say like six o'clock Central Time, and sucker didn't end till like darn near close till 10 p.m. at night it was like four hours it was like long as heck and this this time it just seems like it was just rolling like it was just like go 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 type of thing um i mean it i thought it was like structured pretty well i mean it started off at um i guess it would have been two o'clock central so three o'clock on the east coast and would that be like noon on the west coast something like that and um, yeah, so like they did like 30 minutes of like, you know, red car- or purple carpet, I think is what it was, interviews and stuff like that, like with Sir Patrick and um, Kate Mulgrew and like a handful of others. And um, yeah, they just rolled right into it. Like they, like the day kind of started off uh, with Picard and then it went from Picard to some makeup stuff and then like just right on down the road. And um, I, I had texted y'all um, when I saw the Picard trailer and I was like, guys, oh my gosh, type of thing. Um, I might need to gush, which I just held back, but like it was like, I had goosebumps when I was watching the Picard trailer, uh, personally. And, um, and then like later on, like there's just more stuff. There was a, a tribute to Nichelle Nichols and some other stuff. So, um, not sure like how much each of you had the chance to like really watch and dive into or even like really digest since it's all still kind of fresh with us recording this. But um, what have been like some like, wow, kind of moments or just like, you know, like just reactions in general to like what we're seeing coming out of Star Trek Day 2022? Yeah, well, I, I didn't get to watch really any of it. Um... I was working and then I didn't get home and have enough time to watch it really before we started recording. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I did see the Picard trailer, like the the new one in addition to the teaser that they had what, like a month ago. And uh yeah, well Beverly Crusher holding a gun, some building blowing up. Um, yeah, there's things going on there, right? I'm, I'm interested. Like, I think I know what Chase wants to gush about, so I'll, I'll leave that to him in just a moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it was weird hearing them call Seven of Nine Commander, because, like, didn't she sit in Captain Rios's chair on the Stargazer at the very end? Yeah. I'm like, what happened to that storyline? Like, I thought she was going to be the captain of the Stargazer, which I don't know where that went. Um, I saw the clip, the, the the preview clip from Prodigy, which is coming back soon, which I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. And it's like the real Janeway, like tracking down the Proto Star. So that was cool. I was like 
I want to see that because I loved Prodigy the first the season one or the first half of season one, whatever we're calling it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why we just couldn't call that season one and whatever happening here season two, but that's whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, that's know. about that's about all I saw. I didn't really get to see anything more than that. But from what I did see, I liked it. And, and I do remember last year they were like, musical like they played the voyage like a full orchestra play the voyager theme and then isa brionis came out and sang blue skies and they had you know garrett wong (laughs) garrett wong came out and like had like a speech before he introduced the voyager theme song and there was like panel discussions and i don't know if there i'm sure there was some of that this time but like there was a lot going on last year, so I'll probably catch the the replay on YouTube over the weekend. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything you want to add, David? Or I actually didn't really get to watch <clears throat> watch uh, much. Uh, I saw your text, so I did kind of go to look back for the Picard trailer specifically. So I did watch that, um, but yeah, it. Little, little too busy from start to finish today, so I, I didn't really get the chance to. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see what was all there, though. Yeah, it was just, like to me, it was just so odd that we were having like all these reveals in the middle of the day when like not many people can watch it. You know, like this live event. But hey, whatever, man, whatever. Um. Yeah, like the the thing that I wanted that I was like gushing about that I got goosebumps about was like, you know, the the Picard trailer itself. I mean, it's it's out there. It's not really spoiling anything. It's a trailer for Pete's sake. Um but it's it's talking about um like we need a ship. We need our ship. Get us our ship. And like uh, actually it starts out with Picard saying I need a ship and then Riker saying we need a ship. And um then you hear um, him start to say, "It's good to see you, old girl." Um, and then, like, like it starts to pan, but then it goes black, and then it's the USS Titan. But that's the thing that's kind of weird. Like, are there multiple USS Titans, or is this like another like new iteration where we're going to start with a nine, you know, for the Titan? Like, is it going to be like seven of nines Titan? Because it looks the nacelles themselves look like 23rd century nacelles. They don't look like 24th, 25th century nacelles. So I'm curious about this. Like if we're pulling out like a really old Titan. Well, does it look like the Titan that we saw Riker captain of in Lower Decks? No. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Okay. So I'm... Yeah, like the... I mean, like the, what was it? The the Titan, that was brand spanking new in Nemesis. So, like, by this time, I mean, this is taking place one year after season two of Picard. So that means we're, what, 2402? So we're looking at at least 26, seven years, give or take, um, since Nemesis, since the events of Nemesis. So, like, in theory... That Titan, Riker's Titan, could still be in service, or, yeah. or you know, it, w- it wouldn't be like retired. I mean, like 
for crying out loud, how long was Kirk's Enterprise, like the Kirk's first Enterprise in service for? It was like 30 years. Before yeah, but it, it, underwent a re, it underwent a refit, like a full, like, sure. re, redesign. Sure. But, like, yeah, when you, if you watch the trailer again, pay attention to the nacelles. Pay attention to, like, how it's made and even, like, its body, unless they're just doing, like, a red herring kind of thing. I don't know. But, like, it very much has, like, a 23rd century kind of style to it of, of ship design. But, look, if we're, I mean, I was like, holy crap, we're actually going to get a live action Titan. Like, this is amazing if that's actually going to happen. Instead of, like, you know, like, nothing against, like, lower decks. Like, I, I was living for that moment seeing the Titan show up in season one. But, like, I would love, like, I know myself and, like, a lot of the Star Trek fan base would love to see a live action Titan. Yeah, but you know, when last we saw Will Riker chronologically, mm-hmm. he was acting Captain William Riker of the Federation flagship Zhang Star- Hei, yeah. the toughest, most advanced ship Starfleet's ever built. Why can't he captain that thing again? The copy and paste fleet? I don't care if it was copy and paste. That like is more realistic than every ship looking different. Okay, I mean I like the look of the Zhang He, and he was captaining the toughest, most advanced ship Starfleet's ever created. Yeah, Chase. Yeah, but what are you saying to that about that? I'm not. <laughs> I mean. They they went went back to um gosh. It wasn't Starbase One, was it? Like in that shot? It looked like it Starbase a, One. It was just a space dock, right? One of those mushroom looking space docks. Yeah, but isn't Starbase One hold on, let's There's more than one of those. Anyway. Well, yeah, I mean like They've used that same shot because why not? Like they had ILM or someone make it, so like they got to get some mileage out of those those shots. But yeah, like that that particular starbase, space station, whatever, was used a lot in the movies, especially like the Kirk era movies. Um, and it, it definitely made quite a few appearances. I think early on in Next Gen, I think I want to say like maybe it stopped around season three. If I were a betting man. But yeah, like the station shows up a lot. Um, we have, to me, like a 23rd century looking ship, whether it's, it's the Titan or something else. Um, whatever, man. Like I had goosebumps and I was pumped. I just hope that it delivers. I just hope it delivers. Yeah, well, I think we all hope it delivers, right? I mean, because. I would hope. <laughs> it's Well, it, Picard's been kind of difficult, especially this last season. Because it's definitely something we all wanted to love, and it just didn't really quite 100% pan out. I was actually uh, in the shower before this, and I had one of those shower thoughts. Mm. You know how we were talking about? I don't probably I don't remember if it was in the retrospective, or maybe it was towards the end of like the final episode of of Picard, where we were kind of like, "Hey, could this be that you know that incursion from?" Uh, from what was it? Uh, the the name of the uh, the final episode of TNG. All good things, right? All good things, yeah. 
I don't remember when we were talking. Know, I know we had talked about that. So what if this was like that incursion thing? And I got to thinking in my head, if I had to call something that felt good to me, and this is just me, felt if that was really going to be the premise, maybe this was something that, you know, cumulatively we're, we're building to at the end of this, what would feel really good is just like, okay, so we have our resolution, however that chooses to be, but instead of cutting to like old crew, we just cut to the next generation just for a little bit, just to end it. It's the end of Picard, mm. but the continuing adventure through the timey-wimey loop of Next Gen. Hmm. Stop. Picard never dies. Stop. I have to wait till February. Eric, you, you gonna be okay? Stop. Just David is bringing up time timelines. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about timelines. <laughs> We don't. We don't have the time. We 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 don't have the time. We don't have the time to talk about timelines. Wow! 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 Okay. Well, shall we move on? <laughs> See. See. So yeah, there. So there was there was some some other stuff too, but um, you know, like we got like a tour a set uh, a set tour of. Uh, for Discovery Season 5, and there's like a little still of uh, Michael Burnham on a dirt bike thing. Um, and yeah, it was after the fact that we got like some kind of like excerpt of like what to expect in Season 5, which it's like every other season. The galaxy is coming to an end. We have to find either a trinket or save the whole world or both type of thing. I mean, that it, there we go. Like, it's <laughs> there that show is what it is, right? So there we go. Um, <clears throat> other than that, um, I I, w- I do want to say that I did call it. I did call it on the nose for when Prodigy was going to come out. I I said October twenty seventh is what I predicted, and boom, October twenty seventh is when we're getting Prodigy. So I'm very excited about that. So with that, guys. Let's talk track. This is your red alert. We're going into spoilerific territory as we talk about Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3, Episode 3, Mining the Mines Mines. We've tried saying that 10 times fast. It just does not work. Don't. You'll, you'll break your tongue attempting it. Yeah. Mining the mines, mines. Come on, Eric. Keep going. Keep going. No, I got it. I got it. Right. I don't need to say it again. (laughs) (laughs) David? No, I'm good. Good talk. I refuse to be peer pressured. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Mm All right. So, so yeah, we, uh, we have some, some stuff going on, uh, with this episode. Um, we have, um, I think a pretty decent cold open of sorts. Like they did it really well. Um, opens up. There's a dude doing a thing. He's digging a ditch, digging some rocks. He's mining some things and um, some random 
ghost lady shows up. I'm thinking it's the the lantern ghost at first, but it's not. It's green. It's not. It's Leah Brahms. I'm kidding. It's his teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Leah Brahms may or may not be making an appearance later on. That is a spoiler alert right there. But yeah, like it's it's his dream. It's his fantasy um, of something. And um, yeah, turns him to stone. And cue the credits. Cue the opening credits. Pretty pretty quick open, right? Yeah. Not not one of these rambling opens that we've seen on other shows. Oh my gosh! Right. <laughs> yeah. So we we're, we're catching wind of of like what's going on and um, needing to go kind of investigate more or less. So um, we head on over. Um, and it's um, us and um, it's the Cerritos and it's another uh, Cali class ship uh, that's hanging out as well. But there was an Excelsior class ship there too that did all the heavy lifting and left the two Cali classes behind. Yeah, just to tie up some loose ends. (laughs) Right? Because they're just support ships and that's their job. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Nothing wrong with second contact. Or third Twentieth, it's fine. Um, so yeah, we the the uh, the other captain, um, he's kind of like fresh, um, and Freeman's kind of, I don't know, jealous. Is that the word? Is that the word we're looking for? I don't know if that's the right word. Okay, cool. Just I don't know, but anyway. Captain's log, start date, five eight something, whatever, right? You know, scientists here, are, you know, so we thought this place was abandoned. It's not. There's alien life here, so we got to try to tear down the science outposts and move the scientists off the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's our setup. Boom. Boom. So um, this is where things, I think, kind of start to diverge, uh, like that little fork in the road. So we we have the thing on the planet um, like we're, that we're investigating and like we're doing cleanup where we have like these two crews um, doing cleanup. So it's basically our, our lower deckers and then their lower deckers down there um, just piecing some things together, just trying to understand like what's going on. And then up on the ship, we have Tendi who is finally starting her senior science officer training. And... Uh, that just seems to go by really quick. So I'm just wondering if we can just like kind of knock that one out real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I like Tendy's like, my brain is so full of science. It might explode. Rutherford's like, that's how I want to go. I'm like, Aw. <laughs> <laughs> that makes my sciencey heart happy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm about to meet my senior officer mentor. And it's the therapist who spoken like food metaphors, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not speaking in food metaphors in this episode. He's not. He's not. So <sighs> what's what's his name again? I have it, no idea what this guy's name. I'm, I'm trying to find it. It's 
Miglimo. That's what it is. Miglimo. Yeah, the our little bird therapist. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so he's he's like reading the manual like on how to like supervise someone. Like while she's like stupid excited to be like, you know, training, like, hey, um, I've been reading so much. Hey, I've been studying a lot. Can I take a test? Like, I think I'm ready to like test. Give me a test. <laughs> no, no, it's not man. all about taking tests. It's about <laughs> being noted. Really want to take a test. You you gotta in fact the person that you're assigned to today is Captain Freeman. Captain Freeman. You have to be the voice of science. The voice of science. Voice of science. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, got like your homework is to get noticed, like to to make yourself known, whatever, by by Captain Freeman. And she's like all sorts of freaking out and like even talking, I think to, at one point talking to, to Rutherford about it as well. And um, anyway, she's like trying to like insert herself into this conversation that's happening in like the, the conference room, the observation lounge, whatever it's called on, on the ship um, between uh, Freeman, the other California class captain and these two, I guess, delegates of these representatives, whatever, from the planet below. Yeah, that one, not one scientist, one silicate life rock thing. Yeah, yeah. So just a, so this was something I was wondering. Um, the silicate life thingy. It's just called life. It's called the scrubble, right? Is it? The, is that the same one that's in um, Star Trek two thousand nine? Like the the counterpart to Scotty's character? Oh, I have no idea. Cool. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Just checking. Just checking. Okay, but like, I, I have a problem with this scene. And it's the same problem I have with Carol Freeman throughout the entire course of this show. And I've said it before. She is incompetent. She is incompetent. So these, the people, they hand her like a basically like a peace offering or whatever it's a rock pyramid thing and she's like why don't you young sir young captain why don't you take it and he refuses and then they have a fight like over who's gonna take the dang rock thing in front of the people who are giving it to them that's like no federation captain would do that Mm-mm. like that just Okay, we'll deal with this later. I'll hold on to it. We'll have our conversation later. Let's do the thing right now. Yeah. Don't be so incompetent, Carol Freeman. Don't get your don't get like butt hurt because this guy called you old school. Yeah, w- yeah, what's wrong with old school? That's what I want to know. Yeah, but it was like she was butt hurt because he called her old school. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I gotta agree though a little bit with Eric here because like, the 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 show obviously is is lower decks, so they're focusing, and I put that in hard quotations, focusing on you know the the, the lower deckers, their personalities and everything, but 
I mean, it, it's it's also good to just have like a competent captain who's not just fighting over a rock in front of a rock guy. It's like if it were uh, not to not to spoil too deep in the episode, but if <laughs> if it were like a real peace offering and so forth. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just kind of it's it's kind of silly, but again, that that's the comedic tone. I don't think we're really supposed to like Carol Freeman all that much. Well, no, accomplished on that. Then. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have to hit the pause button on this because then it eventually just dovetails, it just you know comes together with the other storyline. So, uh, pause on that. Um, so we're, we're on the, we're, we're, we're planet side, right? Like we're, we're doing the thing we're doing cleanup basically. And, uh, we're, we're noticing that there's something about these like magic green orbs and we got to like safely mine them and store them, um, and be careful about it. Well, along the way, like the, the this other crew is what we think being kind of uppity uh, with the Cerritos crew. And like, you know, maybe rightly so, because they've been kind of like scrapping around, like the Cerritos has been kind of scrapping around and like been getting noticed a lot um, as a California class and like, you know, stealing the ship, among other things, right? Fighting pack leads and blowing up planets. And it's fine. It's fine. Um, so like, Mariner, Boimler, Rutherford, um, just trying to like get their task done fast because they seem to be like working so efficiently as a team and like they don't want the Cerritos to get like a bad rap or whatever, which leads to just shenanigans, of course. Okay. Can we back up, like hit the reverse button just real quick? We're going in reverse impulse. Is that what we're doing? Okay, yeah. Just hit the beep. reverse button real quick. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. All right. All right. This show is called Lower Decks, right? Lower right. Decks. I've said it like, I really like the last two episodes like of this season. Mostly because nothing our Lower Deckers did really mattered. And that's kind of like, that's supposed to be the point, right? These people, they aren't doing the, the important thing. They're not in the room where it happens, but they want to be in the room where it happens. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. David, do you right. get that reference? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm going to keep making that joke because it's a, it's a good joke. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but like... <laughs> You're like cramping Eric style, man. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, I've had this complaint before. Like... I'll go back to like last season's episode, Kayshawn, his his arms open or his eyes open, whatever it was called. And like why are these people Beckett, Boimler, Rutherford and Tendy? Like, why are they the four people chosen to go on this mission? Like, it doesn't make sense from a storytelling perspective, other than these are our main characters, right? So it's like, why are these people chosen to go clean up this mess? Why is there no... Why don't we just get a full science team? Like, Beckett, you know, Mariner and Boimer, they're not science people. It doesn't make sense for them to go 
clean up a science thing. Let's get a science team. Let's get an engineering team. Hell, let's send a security officer down there because we know these things are dangerous, right? <laughs> like, let's send Kayshawn down to the planet. Like, it just, it, it doesn't make sense that this is, other than these are our main characters. That's the only reason why it's these people. And like, it's not Lower Decks if they're the people doing the big important mission. I don't know. I just, ah, you know, this is just, it's like a thing that bugs me about this. But I get it. They're our main characters, so they have to be the ones to do everything. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. Okay. Stop complaining, Eric. You're, you're, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's legitimately just the point. They, they are the main characters. I mean, yeah. if you were just looking for pure pure cleanup I, I think you probably have people that would not maybe play you know NBA jam with them on the surface of the planet but you know it's cool mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I mean like yeah you, you, you want your main cast to have, have something to do besides but they had things to do the past couple of weeks that weren't really like, important. Playing Dungeons and Dragons, you're darn right, man. <laughs> Boy. Here we go. Well, this is where things are kind of getting awkward, I think. Um, the the green orbs start doing the thing that they were doing, you know, in the cold open. And things materializing. And... Um, Leah Brahms does, in fact, show up for Rutherford. <laughs> Every time you're touching the warp core, you're touching me. Oh, 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 oh. So I, I'm not. I, I do want to say this. Like, is it cool if we just never objectify Leah Brahms again? I'm I'm cool with that. I've like, yeah. it, could could we have just stopped with that one Jordy episode and then the one follow up episode where we called Jordy out on his weird behavior? Like, is that cool that we just never bring up Leah Brahms in a weird way again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, I, I I totally get what you're saying. Like, we're not gonna like objectify her in that way, and you're and you're right. But for, for the character Rutherford, it makes so much sense that his, like, yeah. fantasy is is a, is a famous warp court, warp engineer, warp field theorist. It's, like, it's funny to me, like, that, that that is his fantasy, right? I mean, it's like me. It's like, oh, Emmy Nother, bring your big, beautiful mind over here, right? <laughs> Emmy Nother is the most famous female mathematician of all time greatest female mathematician of all time in case anyone's wondering i kind of want to go on a rabbit trail right now (laughs) and i'm going to why is it that in pretty much everything but basketball it's like there's no argument like that person is like the greatest ever in like that thing like hockey wayne gretzky right but like you go to uh, like baseball, Babe Ruth, boom, basketball. It's like, is it Kobe? Is it MJ? Is it LeBron? 
no, it's all it's always MJ. And let's just backtrack a little bit. Babe Ruth is your image of baseball. Can we at least like say that there are like others that could have been a little bit better, you know, representation than Babe Ruth? <clears throat> I like baseball, so <laughs> maybe. Okay, but like objectively speaking, Emmy Noether is the greatest female mathematician of all time. Nobody even comes close. So I can say that. I can't, but I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> we'll take okay, well, do take my word for it, because I speak truth. Ooh. Let's go, somebody. That was a good snap, man. That was, that was a good snap. <laughs> I've been practicing my Q snap. <laughs> I just need a flash of light when I do it. Oh, they'll come in and post. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. Enough of that. Um, yeah. So we have we have uh, Leah Brom show up, which that was a deep cut for for some, perhaps. Um, the, and then we have Jennifer show up for for Mariner. Yeah, Jennifer, and, uh, Jen the Andorian, who I thought she hated. Uh huh. They were like getting into arguments. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But now they're not getting into arguments. Mm-hmm. No. No, they're not. No, they're not. Um. Yeah, and Boimler's little... <laughs> Get him, son! The Borg are attacking! We need your help! <laughs> A sidecar? Oh, <laughs> He's a perpetual passenger. Driving is terrifying. I'm a natural passenger. <laughs> No, that um, was a good one. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so, the, the this other crew, they're they're like kind of doing their thing, like with taking plating off and doing their job, and you know they're the Cerritos crew, like they're gathering the orbs and everything, and they're trying to distract themselves so they don't like succumb to like the temptation and like turn into rock things. And um, um I forgot the other guy's name, but. Um, what was the other guy's name? There was another guy, wasn't there? I swear yeah, I the guy who was who was like soul partners or whatever with with Ransom. That's right. Okay. Whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. So he's like being egged on by Mariner about like you know us versus them type of thing, and you know saying crap about Ransom allegedly and. You know, he tries to help, but he only makes things worse, which we go from everything being like a dream slash fantasy to now being turned into nightmares because these green things have broken, basically, which is just straight up terrifying. And so we see like what a Borg snake was like one thing, I think. Mm. Uh, Oh, that's that. It was like. Klingon clowns with batleth hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, were those? Dude, Kill- I was killer like, clowns from outer space. <laughs> dude, what I was like kind of halfway expecting whenever like these like nightmare things like were showing up was I was half expecting there to be like this deep cut. That's not deep cut. Just this like like Easter egg, right, of like the fear clown from Voyager. 
I was like, man, if that would have shown up, that would have been perfect. God, that thing is creepy. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) These Klingon killer clowns with bat left hands were kind of creepy, too. (laughs) Okay. So they get, they, they, they drive themselves or end up in this like um, cave, like just trying to like hold out, you know, from all these things, like protect themselves and stuff. And uh, oh yeah, by the way, the comms are down because why not? Comms are down. Um, but they're noticing that there's something coming from that way deeper in the cave. And um, long story short, it's basically a um, like a, a data hub where all this information is being gathered. Um, could we say telepathically, essentially, is like what's kind of happening? Yeah, these orbs, which are kind of reading our mind, are somewhat being enhanced by some kind of Federation technology mm-hmm. to read minds. Basically. So, like, and store it, thoughts. Right. So, like, on the surface, you know, it's like a, a dream, it's a fantasy. Or even like nightmares, like depending on how the thing like is like kind of switched, basically. But like that's just like how it's kind of presenting, like this attractive kind of thing to be kind of alluring and kind of not make it seem like there's something else that's up too, which is like security stuff, right? Like Federation Starfleet type stuff that's being gathered too to potentially be used against. So um, I really like that. I thought that was kind of cool, actually, like how they they kind of did that from a story perspective. Um, and like all these crystals and like we got to start breaking stuff, basically. And if they're doing this, then, um, oh, my gosh, like we got to like notify the ship like this is going down, too. So, yeah, I don't want to like go over this too fast, but like anything that y'all wanted to add um, to like this part of the storyline. I don't think so. Okay. So we we get out there and we're we're doing the thing, and um, this is like where the storylines like basically come together. Like we we end up getting back on the Cerritos, and this is like where they're still fighting over like a little rock pyramid thing, and getting still. all still, yeah. And this is where things get interesting, where Tendi finally gets to speak up. So, like, she grabs a little pyramid thing, breaks it, and, oh, by the way, the thing that she had... She had scanned this thing earlier, by the way, um, earlier in the episode. And so there was, like, something interesting about it, but she was essentially ignored. But the thing is, it's a device. It's basically, like, a modified device, more or less, of, like, what those orbs were. It's still gathering information. It would have been placed in a captain's ready room, hearing all top-secret, highly sensitive stuff to be potentially be used against. And Mariner's like, yeah, that's exactly what we experienced on the planet. There's like a whole room for it, guys. Whole room. Like, what's up? And that's when like security steps in and boom, like you're under arrest and yay. We all live happily ever after nonsense. So good talk. I think yeah, that's that's, that's what happened, yeah. Yeah. Exactly what happened. <laughs> exactly what happened. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Yes. We're still under time. Wow. How about that? I mean, I mean, we have a little closing scene 
in the in the ten forward. Well, not ten forward, but their their bar on on the ship. I don't mm-hmm. know if we ever have if we've gotten a name for it yet. But like uh they're the the two the two lower decks from the cat from the Cerritos and the Carlsbad? Yes, yeah. that sounds yeah. right. Right? The Carlsbad. They're you know, they're having a chit chit chat. Oh, you know, you guys you know you guys are so cool. You do all the cool stuff, and you're famous. Well, they're not fleet famous, but Cali class famous. Can we all gossip? And you know, we were trying to impress you, right? And and that's why we were acting the way we were acting. And you know, we're all just cool, and you guys are cool, and we love you, and this is this is good. And it's like, you know, you guys get described throughout the fleet. And it's amazing how close they are. Oh well, how do they describe us? Well, Mariner is an just a force of unstoppable force of nature. Yeah, that, that's pretty true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Rutherford is a like a genius engineer or something. I forget exactly what they say. Uh, Tendy is an optimistic ray of sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that seems pretty good. The only thing they got wrong was Boimler. Oh. Everyone thinks I'm older, right? No, actually, you were like a tiny robot comedy box thing. What? (laughs) I expected you to be like a floating orb or something. (laughs) That's not funny to anybody else. That's funny to me. I was just just waiting for like the the endearing moment for Boimler. Like I was waiting. (laughs) It just didn't, it didn't wait happen. you have to tell people i'm a person no 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 don't change don't change keep telling them he's a little robot i'm people <laughs> keep telling them their piece looks like peanut hamper he's a little oh. exocomp <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it that's it guys oh y'all let's 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 go on to um to the eval of this thing so uh, start with with the delta i know i know the delta let's uh look at the different division as we look at the different divisions of starfleet service and how well it was or wasn't represented uh looking at command with leadership leadership theory etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, operations with logistics um engineering communications stuff like that and science well with <laughs> science so um anyway david what do you got Oh, let's see here. So I would say on a command level, this, um, the, the episode kind of, uh, loses points. I I feel like this might've been the same thing last week, possibly, or the week before. I don't remember. I feel like we had talked about this losing points before, but with, with, with Freeman just, uh, bickering with her fellow captain, back and forth in front of delegates from this planet it, it, it it's a bit ridiculous um the one thing i will say is you do have tendy in here kind of trying uh to to get noticed and trying to do the right thing but would you really ever think that on a starship you would have a room full of people just yelling back and forth at each other that weren't under the influence of like space mushrooms or 
space vibrations or whatever, and you just smash this rock. And, oh, that's it. We're all good. So, I, while I think that they attempted to be a little bit more uh, in quotation serious about the, the sort of command attempt from Tendi, uh, and it was chalked up as a big win for her at the end. Well, a bigger win for the psychiatrist, you know, just slightly lesser win for Tendi. Um, it, it just doesn't really capture a, a Delta for me. It's kind of mm-hmm. silly, uh, but it, you know, not bad, but a little, little more on the comedic side. Um, operations, uh, we, we learned that uh, two people who try to come to their ship to get out of there can't do it in the vicinity or nobody will understand them. So they have to just get slightly farther away from each other as giant uh, uh, post-hypnotic suggestion snakes are uh, you know circling through the sky with killer clowns from outer space. No, I mean, it was... I don't really know about the operational aspect. They started to... They actually started to show very operationally where you're breaking down the station and you're collecting the dangerous orbs, but then it just devolved based upon their own actions. So I can't really give it operations either because they mucked up the operations. Um, (laughs) Of course, they did uh, did follow through on an investigation uh, and found the bigger plot. So I guess I, I, let's give it a, give it a nice little slice of a, like a quarter quarter of operations because they actually did do some investigation that, that did eventually, uh, conclude the, the actual problem of the episode. Um, but there was so much silliness. It's just, it's kind of silly science. Um, Ooh, Oh, Hey, we were going to regrow a foot like we're gonna re- we're gonna oh, cut right. it off and then and then uh, with yeah, a chainsaw man. yeah not, i, I not laughed much. so hard at that i really did i laughed <laughs> i thought that hard. was like pretty honestly i was pretty uh, i got that that was pretty good you're gonna do what <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of <laughs> like that part but we did talk about regrowing feet i'm not quite sure why you need to cut it off and we also did unfreeze uh at least our our rock lieutenant commander who i don't remember his name and gave him arms back so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it the science because at least we had medical science playing a part what do you got eric well (laughs) command is a no right i mean from Carol Freeman's terrible negotiating skills and her bickering, right? To ransom, like like choosing the right people for a mission is part of command. Mm. And ransom doesn't even go down to the surface. You know, he's put in charge of it, but he's like, "Yeah, let this other lieutenant commander guy, let him take care of it. Just assume he's me. I'm going to go into my quarters and lift weights." I assume that's what he did. <laughs> and then, like the guy down at the surface was like, "Yeah, you just just do your thing." Like, and he was a terrible leader because he's like, "Wait, they said Ransom has a weak core. Let's pick up the pace." Like, I, I just like, there's no leadership going on here in this episode. Like, I want maybe like maybe like Mariner is like the one who's showing the most leadership skills in this episode, which is like a tad bit scary. <laughs> think about it um yeah there's there's 
There's no leadership. There's no science. David is like stretching himself there to like find something. <laughs> like, there's no real science going on. Let's be honest here. And you can kind of see like maybe like yeah they were they were doing some operational stuff you know cleaning up the planet right they were but then as david said they screwed it up themselves like so there's maybe a smidge of like some operations but i'm not going to hand out any deltas for this episode wow okay yeah it, it i mean yeah, like all, all the leadership stuff was just kind of like a crapshoot. Um, and if there was anything, you're right, Eric, it would have been Mariner. Had to whisper that one. Mariner, yeah. Which I kind of I want to kind of give her maybe some credit. Like there's been some growth in Mariner, I think, this season compared to the past two, uh, where she's like a little bit more grounded, even for a comedy. Um, I don't know, like maybe I'm just like feeling generous, but like I'm I'm cool with like a science thing, like with seeing Tendi do her thing. You know, like she's scanning, she's looking at some stuff. It's very basic, but I'm willing to give it to her. Plus, like the thing with the chainsaw in Sick Bay, like that was just a good laugh. So I'm cool with that. And then like there was just something about when they get in the cave. And they're like, there's something that way. And they go and pursue it. And they start to understand, like, this spy station, this crystal station, this whatever station it is, like, something is afoot. And we need to kind of disrupt some stuff, basically. Or we need to, like, take this a step further. So I'm, I'm comfortable giving operations and science this go-around. But not not command. No way. No way. No way. So, that being said, let's move on to our numeric rating. Um, on, a scale, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a dumpster fire, 10 being absolutely amazing. Let's go in reverse order. Eric, how do you rate this, bud? Yeah, so even though I'm not giving out deltas, I don't think I gave out deltas to the first episode of this season either. But I said, I don't think it matters. Because... I enjoyed this episode. I really, I really did. I didn't enjoy it as as much as the, the first two episodes of this season, but but I enjoyed this. Like, and I'm enjoying this season a lot more than I have lower lower decks in the past. A lot more than I expected to this season. Maybe it's because I came in with such low expectations after two seasons of this show. <laughs> but like, sure, this felt like a Star Trek episode. It's like cold open we're on a planet okay there's a problem come back from credits okay now here the enterprise that enterprise right the ship is at the planet right Mm -hmm. and we're gonna send down a team to fix the problem then something goes wrong and we have to figure out what it is and finally we resolve it It, it, like it's, it's got a good star trek feel to it and i I like the story. Like the story is interesting where the the rock people it's just called life <laughs> and the scientists are like working together to try to get something they both need from the federation 
right? I like that story. I like that idea. And these, like, I don't know, the green orb fantasy things, right? Those are kind of, it's kind of it's an interesting idea. And so I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, I think I'm going to give this episode a 7.75. Okay. 7.75. Commander Eric. David, what are you giving it? So, um, I'll, I'll say at the forefront, I, I was, I was pretty well entertained by the episode. I, I think that, um, <laughs> I think I said it last week. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to like, like tempt fate, but like, I've kind of, I've kind of enjoyed this season a lot more than, than I have in the past. Um, I would say that while again there's there's still a lot of silliness here you know as expounded upon in the the delta section of the show and i i i do think that there's some i think that there is some growth here i think that we're we're starting to I don't know. Again, I hate jinxing it, but I I feel like we're starting to turn slightly around the corner to make a little bit more quality content. It's like the, 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 the story is a little bit more interesting. We have a problem. We are fixing it. Now, how we get from point A to point B is completely ridiculous. Um, you know, as I was sitting watching this with my girlfriend, she was like, well, this is kind of like, it's kind of like Rick and Morty. It's kind of like a tamed down Rick and Morty, but with Star Trek characters. Um, and I, and I suppose I can kind of see that, but, but overall, you know, I, I think that, I think that I've always really enjoyed Tendi as a character. I kind of hope that we continue more down the road of her, her sort of in quotations, command training, maybe seeing what more of that would be like. Um, I definitely, I definitely think we're not really advancing much with Boimler and, and even Mariner to an extent has she 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 certainly she certainly had her moments, but I'm kind of curious what what we're what we're going to do if anything with some of these characters, well, even Rutherford in a way. But j- just strictly speaking for the episode, I thought some of the um, the fantasy aspect it was a little giggly. Although leave Leah Brahms alone could could just happen for me, and it wouldn't be soon enough. Um, you know, I kind of like a little bit of the confrontational nature between the two crews, and then all of a sudden it's like. No, but we really like you. You're super cool, man. Um, I don't know. It was just it was just kind of kind of funny, you know, entertaining little Thursday show. Uh, d- definitely, definitely not as as good as last week. But um, I, I'm I'm probably going to go with uh, how about how about a good healthy seven point nine. Okay. So like. Uh like the two of you um i really enjoyed this episode and i'm i'm getting nervous gang i'm getting nervous um because we're liking this and we're actually giving good ratings (laughs) what is to come guys what is to come um i don't know like the the you know like we've we've complained about like the sex jokes like for the sake of sex jokes and 
there's something about this season now are there still sex jokes yeah there are but uh, I hope I'm not like I'm concussed or something like that but like somehow it seems like it's more tempered more balanced something this season compared to the prior two um I do agree with Eric like this is like like a good Star Trek story and like I was thinking like Twilight Zone I was thinking Star Trek um, like while I was watching this episode and this is an episode that I would not mind watching again had I had more time today I probably would have watched this like one or two more times I really enjoyed this episode um, I like the use of the crew um, like in bringing in like another Cali, Cali class and like the shenanigans they get involved in with the away mission. I like seeing the can getting kicked down the road just a little bit more, but actually getting a little bit of payoff with Tendi finally starting her training, even if it is with a knucklehead of Miglimo. That's fine. Um, I thought this was a good episode. Uh, Freeman is still Freeman. That's it is what it is. Um, but for me, again, like, I know we all gave last week's episode an eight and a half. Um, I'm going to have to be the guy. Um, I will be the guy. But um, just for, for the heck of it, I did I did like this um, more, just slightly more than the um, opening, like the season premiere, uh, but not as much as last week. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just <clears throat> knock this out with, an 8.1. Yeah. Uh, like, what is happening to our ratings? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who knows, right? Maybe this will all fall apart later. <laughs> but, That's the spirit, but, Eric. That's the spirit right there. Yeah. Right. I know people are listening to this and like, why are you not review bombing this? Like, that's what you did all last season. Look, when something's like when something is worthy of being praised, we praise it. And when it's not, we don't. Yes, yes, that's correct. When we have wild gorillas, we will <laughs> tear that apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he likes to watch. <clears throat> no, I don't want to watch that episode ever again. <laughs> It it is pretty crazy though. Like looking, just looking at the document, I'm like a, a little bit better than a point higher so far this season than the average of last season. I mean, well, higher certainly with the retrospective, but just the average, the the overall average and so forth. It's pretty crazy to just see that high of a jump from one I mean, season to another. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like. 1.6 like over a point and a half better on my average <laughs> it's crazy that's a huge mm-hmm. jump huge. it really is i think i can officially say and agree with eric that we are not dealing with stubble or five o'clock shadow anymore we are dealing with a beard <sighs> and now that i've said that it's all downhill from here it's all down here from here 
like whenever we get that strange new worlds crossover thing i'm pretty sure i'm gonna hate that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but wait it'll probably be the highest rated episode that we come up with <laughs> i <laughs> hope i hope why not i i mean i don't why have not? high hope i want it to be good of course i want all my star trek content to be good don't yeah. i yeah yeah. But you know, sometimes you have to be realistic. Eric, have you have you looked on IMDb like what the these this show has been pulling so far? Oh sure, I can do that. Oh, I was uh, just wondering if you have. You don't have to. No, no, it's I can boom, lower decks. Boom. Okay. Alright. Alright. Uh episode one has a seven point eight. Episode two has a seven point eight. Episode three uh, you know, it's early. It's only got 42 reviews so far. 42 ratings so far today, but it's a 7.9. Okay. Wow. We're wow. kind of tracking it for the most part with them. No, there's no written reviews yet for this episode. Just people who rated it. Only 42 of them. Still, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, we did a thing. We did the thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good talk, everyone. Good talk. Well, um, apart from that, let's get on to the most important part of the show. Twitter poll. That's right. The Twitter poll. All right, everyone. So, uh, you know, we we do very important things over here on The Ease of the Voyages, and among that is uh, some very, very important research. And Eric, because... I was feeling generous um, and this being Star Trek Day that's coinciding with this particular episode. We don't have just one. We have two Twitter polls. Two Twitter polls? Twitter polls. That's right. Two Twitter polls. Things are getting crazy around here. Absolutely crazy. All right. So the first one is this. What is most embarrassing to be revealed by a glowing orb? Is it a dream slash fantasy, a nightmare, a random thought, or a combo of all three? I mean, some there's there's a reason why things are called fantasies, right? Is because you can dream up some really weird crap, right? I'm not sure I want people like <laughs> knowing the random weird crap that. <laughs> pops in my head sometimes. When you're working on that warp core. <laughs> warp I hope Emmy Nother shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to your fiance about this, Eric. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, tell me more about that damp sine wave. Mm. How damp is it? Mm. Why don't you show me how A squared plus B yeah, but random thoughts like can be ran- can be really weird. <laughs> I, I mean, my I I I'm gonna choose fantasies. Okay, all right. I I think that that's the correct answer for the poll. Although I would say random thoughts can be just as weird because like if you're ever. Let's let's just say you're out having dinner and like your people watching a little bit and then you just somebody like 
passes you with a tweedly mustache and you imagine him being like a super secret spy and like you know so you your mind can go wild with just a little random thought out there but i'm, I'm also gonna guess a fantasy because that can be really embarrassing okay you want to go the results Here are the results so uh in a two-way tie for last uh, we have nightmare and random thought with zero percent of the vote. There we go. Okay. So I which bet means... it's a combination of all of them is the winner, right? <laughs> <laughs> now that I think of it, right? Because <laughs> that's kind of what you said, David. Yeah. Are we ready? So, second place, our runner-up with one third of the vote. The combination, which means yeah. two thirds of the vote went to the dream slash fantasy. Right. Hopefully, nobody commented on that. It's like, do not comment your fantasies. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Okay, now here we go. This other one was which trailer from Star Trek Day has you most pumped for this year of Star Trek on Paramount Plus? Was it Picard, Prodigy, or Strange New World? So a more serious poll. Kind of like a pulse check, so to speak. There was a, a trailer for Strange New Worlds? More or less. I oh, mean, you're talking it, about that clip with Ortega's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't see that one. Okay. Um... I'm excited to see Janeway for real. Um, Let's be honest. I love Janeway. Um, And I want to know the answer to the timeline question that I have with that episode and, like, what's going on there. (laughs) Like, um... But, man, it's going to be cool seeing all the next-gen crew back together. But the whole point was that the band wasn't going to get back together for that show. That was the whole point when they created it. It's fine. I'm going to say Prodigy. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I I think Prodigy kind of has it there. Um, Okay. I just, uh, we just need to get back into it. Prodigy. October 27th. Here we go, someone. Yeah. All right. So we have three three options on this one. So coming in in last place with 0% of the vote. Ready for this? Prodigy. Wow. Second place, our runner-up with 30.8% of the vote. Strange New Worlds, which means people are most pumped for Picard with 69.2% of the vote. Wow. Here we go. Regardless of where we land, we have this brand new year of content before us, and I'm sure there's going to be some surprises along the way. Personally, I'm hoping there's a surprise of Strange New World showing up in January instead of April or May, personally. Um, but who knows? Who knows? So we have um, we have a lot of stuff coming this way. And um, even for this show, like we're we're about a month away from the third anniversary of this show starting, which is 
weird to say out loud, actually. Three years of talking Trek, like that's, ooh, that's weird. I think it's weird. I don't know. In in all seriousness, though, like David, how long has has your podcast been been doing its thing? Uh, good question. Maybe four years. Okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. We might have to do like a crossover episode or something. One of these or not. days. One of these oh, days. Yeah. yeah, be great, great guys. Thank you as always for uh, for talking Trek with me and into the the wee hours of the of the evening. It's not wee hours. Well, it's almost wee hours. It's fine. It's fine. Um, anyways, all you in listener land, what did you think of this episode? Uh, what did you think of of the lower decks episode? What did you think of Star Trek Day? We'd love to hear from you uh get your thoughts your opinions your whatever's on it uh check us out trtvpod.com uh you can also interact with us on all the things facebook instagram and twitter all at trtvpod uh, if you want to get in contact with us you can open up hailing frequ- frequencies and enter in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com you can also send us a voice only transmission to 817-752-4757 or there's a three minute limit um so be quick about it otherwise weird things will happen like something coming out of a green orb and that's just weird um other than that if you want to mail us something like a rock that's cool um, i love rocks they're fun uh lone star station p.o box 2455 azel texas 76098 everyone thank you so much for tuning in and as always remember to boldly go and make it so